Good morning, everybody. This is Jonetta at They Did Not Get the Memo. Sorry about that. Now, I spent 32 minutes on this podcast, and the mic was not even on. Now, the reason why I know how long I did it is because there's a timer on the recording. And I plug it into my Android phone. And um, that way it helps uh, with the background noise. (laughs) And what's so funny is I did all that, all that time, and the mic was not on. It was just using the uh, Android phone uh, mic to record. So I deleted that show, and here I am again. Good morning, everybody. It's Jonetta, and they did not get the memo. Now, I have a statement. I was watching Miss Shelley's uh, Frankenstein, and there was a statement. I only got the last part of the statement. She was talking about Frankenstein acquiring knowledge. And the statement says, He that increases knowledge increases sorrow. Okay. So she was saying that um, back in those days, for him to even come up with the concept of reanimating life was an accumulation of more knowledge and what he did was also create sorrow he created sorrow for frankenstein the the creature or the man that he rebuilt he created sorrow for himself and his new marriage all because he acquired new knowledge pretty interesting huh okay well i wanted to say that i wish i had the whole statement but that's that. Now, another thing I wanted to talk about was a friend of mine that is, I believe, affiliated with uh, this place called, well, it's not a place, uh, it is a program to mentor young men of color. I I always say African males or men of color. And the program is called okprogram.org. Now he says they were mentoring in Oakland and now Oakland no longer wants this okprogram.org to mentor young men of color and Lord knows young men of color need all the help they can get from a male to show them how to become a man now I know there are people out there saying well you know it doesn't matter what sex you are it does it does I'm sorry There are certain things that a man can teach a boy that women cannot teach. Now, don't get me wrong. 
the single female parent household with boy children or with girl children, doesn't matter, is awesome. The females that raise their children on their own is awesome. They are awesome. Because like I say, (laughs) for myself, they take a licking and keep on ticking like a Timex watch. And those of you that are my age understand that statement. That means that that young woman has been through a lot, but she keeps going. She keeps going for her family. Now, we found out from the behavior of young uh, men of color that females cannot raise boys to be men. I don't care who you are, what you say. You can complain about the sexes and all that stuff. It's just not going to happen. Because there are certain things a man knows that females don't know that they can translate or transfer to their sons or to the young men in their family. Because today, even though the father might not be in the household, uh, there are other males who recognize the deficiency of having a male in that young man's life to teach him how to be a man. Here's the thing, though. Uh, you have to have, <laughs> you can't just have any man teach a young boy uh, how to be a man because their concept of being a man might be totally different than what is needed to be successful in American society. Um, you know, so, 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 you know, it, it's, it's a vicious cycle. Let me explain it to you. You got, uh, you got young men of color, okay? The pattern that I've seen is the female of color can get a job, but they make it almost impossible for the male of color to get a job so that he can be head of his household. Now, and then that translates into the woman constantly braving, braving, what I mean by that, if I'm not pronouncing it right, constantly complaining about one thing or another that he's not doing for the household. But the woman has to realize that there are things out there in society that are designed to keep that man from being the head of his household. Uh, now, this, this, this has nothing to do with the OK program. This is my statement. Now, you got a female and you got a, you got a young female and you got a young male. They're going through school. They decide that they want to get intimate. Neither one of them has finished their education from high school. And some people, uh, some young females, it's, 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 uh, <clears throat> it's even starts younger, you know? But, um, okay, let's get back to the scenario. You have a young female, a young male. They decide to be intimate. Now, they don't know nothing. 
a baby comes out of it. Okay. The female does what she has to do because she has to. She has a baby. That male doesn't you know that's another thing that amazes me how do you make a baby and then decide that you're not going to take care of it how does that happen you know that's your bloodline are you out your mind (laughs) but anyway let's get back to my statement okay now they got a baby He's trying to make a way because she's, well, you got to get diapers. You got to get this. got to get that. Let's say, let's say they've gotten their own place. You know, it's hard for young people to get in apartments. You know that, right? And since I've been in this building, I understand why. Because <laughs> they're not mature enough to uh, know how to be a neighbor or a tenant. They're not mature enough yet. They're still children with a baby. <laughs> so, so okay, she's in his grill about, you got to do this, you got to do that. So he comes up with a great idea. Well, what seems to be a good idea at the time, and he ends up with a prison a jail record. Now, that just cut off all his resources for earning an income. And that's where I have the problem because I found out that a lot of these prisons were privately owned. Now, I feel that if a person has paid for their crime, they should be able to have a second chance, okay? But how are you going to get a second chance when you apply for that job? You're willing. Oh, they, they, they're they so willing to, to do what they need to do to get their life back on track. And then the employer says, uh-oh, you got a jail record. I think you got to go. So what else does he have to do? Go back to what got him in trouble in the first place? Well, the prison systems is counting on that. Because that's surplus labor. I call it high-tech slavery. Uh, Okay, you break break the law. You do your time. You come out. You should be able to get yourself back on track. But how are you going to do that? Because when you apply for that job that's paying that good money or has an internship or has an apprenticeship, they find out you got a prison record. They fire you. Really? Really? You can't trust a person long enough to see if their character uh, supersedes their history. You know what I mean by that is you can't employ that person long enough to give them a chance to uh, show you that they've changed their ways. So you got thousands and thousands of people of color, young men of color, that have gone through this. It's a turnstile type um, situation. You go to jail, you do your time, you come out, you try to do the right thing, you can't get a job, you got the female in your life breathing down your neck, why don't you, why don't you, why don't you, instead of saying, baby, I know you're trying, 
and I understand what the system is doing to you. So let's get you educated. Let's get you a trade school. Let's get you some type of skills so you can earn enough money so you can feel uh, good enough about yourself and, and, and support this family. But they don't want it like that at the prison systems because here's the thing, I found out that uh, the jobs that prisoners, when they, uh, I don't know how it works, I haven't been in prison, but when they apply for jobs, the jobs that they apply for, the contracts that the prison system has set up for them to work in, they're getting, uh, they're doing jobs where people making $40 an hour and they're getting like, what, 50 cents an hour to do that job? Well, hell, that's surplus labor. That means the prison systems get all the money and the prisoner gets nothing, pretty much, depending on how much time they're in jail. It don't sound fair to me. It don't. They need to have programs when young men who qualify come out of prison, goes directly into trade school, go directly into employment, go directly into their own housing, go directly into supporting their family. That would make this country run a little bit better, wouldn't it? That would make this country have more financial resources because that person is paying taxes. They're not a drain on on the funds. They're adding to the funds that support um, our citizens when they have sickness or things like that. They're, They're adding money to it so that there can be more programs. Who, what kind of mentality do you need to have to say, oh, I think I'll build a prison. I can get all kinds of government contracts, all kinds of money, and they keep making crimes. They'll just come back and I get more money. What kind of person does that? Is that a human being or is that Satan? You know, they, they have a saying, uh, the minister that I listen to, he says, you have to be smarter than a serpent. So, You can't control young people's behavior. You try, you can try and guide them because there's so many of us uh, people of color that are doing the right thing. But those that uh, have life have, you know, kind of took the wrong turn for one reason or another, shouldn't be perpetually punished for something that was done years ago and not be able to correct it. It's just not fair. It's not human. It's not civilized. Because for those men that regret what they've done, and they did it for good reason, but that doesn't make it right, and they have paid their dues, they should be able to turn their life around with the assistance of the people from the prison systems onto the state, onto the federal government, to turn their life around. It's only more money if you do it that way. But if you keep putting people in prison, how much money does it cost to keep a person in prison? A lot of money, okay? A year. 
So if you assisted them after they've done their time to turn their life around, get back into a society, paying taxes, paying, uh, you know, what human beings do, it should be more revenues for the government, shouldn't it? Instead of a drain on the government? Did they think that through? I don't think they did. I think greed from from getting all these uh, programs and subsidies has blinded uh, people in charge of the advantage of helping young males of color to get back on their feet, get back into society, get back into um, becoming a productive citizen. Okay, I'm going to let that go. But for those that are in the sound of my voice, yes, we are aware that private prisons are using a monopoly, (laughs) have a monopoly over young men of color going in and out, in and out, in and out of their prison cells. That's what I've observed. Because when I meet a young man and he starts saying, Well, you know, I said, What do you what do you know how to do? Well, I had a job at Boeing and it was pretty good and then they found out I had a jail record, so they fired me. Really? Really? And they I mean, Boeing? Really? You can't afford to start a program with men that's come out of prison to turn their life around. Okay, I digress. I'm not saying, I'm not singling Boeing out alone. I'm just saying any company that would pay a man a decent wage for his skills should at least have a special entry section where those employees are monitored and uh, given rewards for their achievements as they grow with the company. You know, there's some diamonds in the rough in prisons. And you know what else? There are geniuses out there in those prisons. <laughs> and I know that sounds funny. They have genius, they self right into prison. But I'm saying, there are some highly intelligent men of color that are being wasted on fighting the system instead of contributing to American society by giving them an opportunity to turn their life around. So I know I went off off script with uh, my concerns. It just shocked me that uh, uh, Oakland, <laughs> the place that need male mentorship the most, would uh, ask an agency like okprograms.org to no longer mentor men in Oakland. And they're all over the place, I heard. Okay programs. You know, there's something nefarious about that. I don't know what it is. But... (laughs) I hope that they get on their knees and pray to God because, see, this is the thing about 
that. Whatever you do in life comes back to you. If you're good, good comes to you. If you're bad, bad comes to you. So all those people that are taking advantage of a young person's life, not being able to assist them in getting back on their feet, you need to start praying because God see you. He see you and he know exactly what you're doing. So listen, I'll talk to you later. Um, I'm going to do some more research on this okprogram.org. I don't know anything about it, but I'd like to know what this statement is. Um, but from my personal friend who is a God, man of God, uh, it was a place that helped young men of color to learn how to be real men. Okay? Listen, I'll talk to you later. Have a good day. Excuse me. Have a good day. If your day start off good, then stay good. And don't let nobody take you off on their trip. Just because they're unhappy don't mean you got to be unhappy with them. That's their job. They're not happy. They don't want nobody else to be happy. So they make life harder than it needs to be for other people. If you're in that type of situation, walk away. Walk away. Don't pick up a gun. Don't pick up a knife. Just lead them to their uh, behavior. You know, because a person can't argue by itself. And uh, wash your hands often. Wear your mask. Practice social distancing. Um, and get your vaccination. Ask your doctor to test your immune system and see how that would affect you. Okay? Now, uh, the news said this morning that the numbers are turning around. They were going down on people that were exposed to COVID, but now the numbers are going back up. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. All I know is the only way to battle this COVID is to shut down anybody that's coming into this country. You know, screw that. I'm sorry. I know it sounds cold, but shut down anybody that's coming into this country. Now, I heard uh, Europe is not doing so good, but the prime minister of UK got on television and said, ah, oh, we're not doing any shutdowns. <laughs> Listen, if you're not a part of the solution, you're part of the problem, huh? Do you think nobody's listening to you? You think nobody's paying you any attention? Okay. So anyway, all I'm saying is, use the tools that they gave us. Okay. They told us to wash our hands often, wear our masks, and to... Okay. Um, I lost my place. We have a a person here that I assume they're mental 
because they continually slam doors. I don't know what that's about. Um, I've never lived around people who slam doors. Ha! I don't know what that's about. But anyway, for once, I stuck my head out and said, do you really have to continually slam that door? (sighs) You know, the man that lived in my unit, for all people that's listening, passed away. He was an older man. I thought it was COVID. They said, no, 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 he just died of old age. My suspicion is he had a heart attack or a stroke because these people in here, I, I, I don't know what kind of people live in here. Um, uh, some of them don't start moving around till 12, 30, 11 o'clock at night. I don't know. I don't know. All I saw was a nice new building. It was across the street from my friend who's still in the hospital. Um, And I could help her out. I thought that would be nice. And she's, oh, you ain't good. Well, I got the place. And now she's in the hospital. So, you know, um, I just uh, had to take a break to ask them, are they continually going to be slamming that door? Anyway, listen, you guys. Um, I lost my place. But anyway, listen, have a good day. I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. I don't care what color you are, how much you make, how much you don't make, uh, what you do. I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. That just tickles me. Because <laughs> some people don't want to be loved. Seriously, if the more you try to show them love, the worse they get. But anyway, listen, you have a good day, okay? And um, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm going to go get back in the bed like I'm supposed to for seven days until I heal. All right, bye. Thank you.